Seems like I'm always being told to take my feet off the furniture, put a coaster under my beer, turn the TV down. I used to make the rules and now I have to follow them. I don't know what's bugging me. I guess it's not easy for a guy like me to not be in charge. And that's from Frazier. And it is really hard as you're getting older to realize that your kids may need to take you, take care of you more. Maybe you move in with them. Maybe they have to take you to doctor's appointments. And it's that have to that's so painful for both parties. It's painful for the adult child because they don't want to look at their parents as a duty, assuming that they love them. And yet it doesn't fit in with the rhythm of their regular life. And it's very painful for the parent who always had the the role of being in charge and setting the rules. This is bedtime. This is when you brush your teeth. And suddenly the roles have shifted and the parent uh, feels like he's an intruder in his kid's home. How do you deal with that? That's one of the many things we can talk about. Perhaps you have good communication skills and maybe... Maybe it's okay to put the coaster under, but you can put your feet up a little bit, as assuming your shoes aren't all muddy or you have your shoes on. So maybe you could work out the rules together. And it's not that different from working with young kids. Uh, you need communication skills. The only difference there is you don't have two adults. You have two kids. And right now, I want to welcome Terry to the show. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness, a clinical psychologist. Terry, welcome to the show. And you're, you're having problems problems with your three-year-old. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, tell me what's going on. Well, uh, I'll try to make it short. Um, his mother is not in the picture and hasn't been since November, um, but he took that uh, all signs very well. Um, didn't ask uh, Harley anything about her, didn't mention her, so uh, I didn't see too much trauma with that. The only time that he does mention her is if he gets disciplined or something like that, which would seem to be normal. But yeah. um, the reports I'm getting back from, from daycare uh, is that uh, any time he is uh, told or asked to do something, he is uh, very willing and, and, and does that. Um, his personality, they're saying, hey, look, uh, what are you doing with this kid at home? He's he's a great kid. I wish all of them were that way. And mm-hmm. and um, and I, I and that just uh, is just reconfirmation. I knew he was, but right. uh, here recently in the last couple of weeks, uh, it seems that he's had a personality um, change. He is um, crying at a drop of a hat. He's uh, getting very upset uh, over very small issues. Normally, I could, I could, as long as I would explain it to him uh, as much as you could to a, a two and a half right, year old. Right. He would actually um, uh, take that instruction as long as it was told to him uh, what was fixing to happen. He would accept that, uh, and even along that lines, now um, he is, of course, testing the limits. But uh, there seems to be a really, a really hard uh, personality uh, switch that's happened, and um, uh, I'm at a loss. Because, okay. You know, I, I nurture him, and, and we have a routine. We're structured at home. We do lessons. Yeah. Uh, we we try to do you know everything that I can to. Okay. Uh, so, to do, so let me. The first piece that uh, the first point I w- want to make, Terry, is that you want to still hold on to your image as 
of your child as a sweet kid rather than he had a hard personality change, even if you're observing that, because that sweet kid is still there someplace. Something has gone off base in the last couple of weeks, and the first one of the things that I, meaning you don't want to cast your kid in a hard role in cement, like, oh, this is the whiner, and this is the naggy kid, and this is the kid who's shy, and this is the kid who's uh, bumbling. We, it, when we, when we um, uh, typeset our kids in negative ways, it's much harder for us and for them to break out of that. So you want to remember that sweetness and uh, and look for, for moments when that happens. So that's the first point. The second point is, you've probably done this many times, turning things over in your mind. What has changed in the last week? Or it, you said... When when did it start? No, it's been a couple of weeks. Oh, when did what changed within the last couple of weeks? Well, that's just it. You know, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty aware of of the events that that, that transpire in our lives because it's just us and uh, it's my responsibility now. So I'm pretty aware of things that are going on, and there is there's really been nothing out of the normal um, uh, that's happened that that would you know point me in that direction you know this is what's happened oh yeah okay so there's know, no trauma the, there's no kid in school who said something like you don't have a mommy or anything like that well and you know uh, now that you say that I did think about that is that when he's in daycare he may be uh, picking up on on other uh, children's negativity or uh, they're acting out. Um, right, kids so do. That's the only thing I can think of. Right, kids do mimic new behavior. We all do it. If I see someone dancing prettier than I can dance, guess what I do in private? I mimic <laughs> it. Right. So okay. whether it's good or whether it's bad, it's new. And when yeah. I do role plays in therapy, I'm a person who's pretty low keyed. And when I do role plays in therapy, and I take the role of a mean person or a real angry person. It's a new role for me, and I try it out. Well, kids are just learning. He's only three years old, and yep. he's exploring. He's exploring. Maybe he's been on the receiving end of someone saying, you're stupid, or something like that, and, or I don't have to do it. Now, that's a, that's a third point I want to make. If he's saying, I don't have to do this, or I don't want to do this, what has he just discovered? Um. You tell me. Well, if I asked you if you want sardine ice cream, right? No, if I said to you, Terry, I've got some sardine ice cream for you to eat. What might you say to me? Uh, that I don't, I don't particularly like that. Well, you got to try it. I'm the parent. Oh. You discovered your own mind, your own yeah. preferences, your own desires, your ability—a child's ability to say no. If done properly, if you have the right parenting mindset, is actually their discovery of their independence. It's not a huge negative. You don't want a kid who's always licking your boots and saying yes to everything you say. Mm, yeah, yeah, you're right. So the the next the another point is okay. What do you do? If you're like most parents, we all try to discipline, we try to do the right thing, and it blows up in our face. We try to be sweet, it backfires, we try to put our foot down, it backfires. 
And uh, one author called this a mutual frustration society for the parent and the kids. You're, you're perpetual enemies, and you don't want to get locked in that mindset with your own child. And you've luckily had a long period of being uh, a single dad, but having a very good history with one another. So if... Um, if can you give me one quick example of something your son said no to um, that he usually well, goes along with? Yes, but I'm going to tell off on myself. Okay. <laughs> um, I've recently, uh, under self reflection, pretty much chastised myself for for not strapping him in um, his car seats and different things like that, uh, taking chances. Um, so uh, I know that's my fault, but he has, like you had stated, he has come out with his own opinion or, or made up his mind, hey, look, you know, I don't want this. And, and that's the first thing that comes to mind because it's an immediate thing that he's been saying that's... Oh, so um, he's he's not used to sitting in a car seat. Now he has to sit in the car seat because well, you... Well, the car seat he's sitting in, the straps he does not like. Um, and you've maybe been... that's not a really good example because that, that is directly right. my fault. Okay. But, uh, but, okay, but your honesty will serve you well because you can change that around so here's what happens if he says i don't want the seat the seat strapped in and if you say well i'm sorry but you have to do it we have to go now get in the seat right now listen to me i'm your dad you know it sounds nice and it's all bad parenting poor i mean it's going to backfire on you because he'll say no so instead of that you can he can say i don't want to get in the seat now with the belt on honey i hear it i hear that as i'm as i'm clipping the belt i will know that you don't want to be in the seat right now what did i just do differently uh set boundaries what you set boundaries. I mean, I listened uh, to him. I used yeah. a skill from a parenting book that made me a phenomenal, much better parent than I ever would have been. I would have been a lousy parent. It's how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk. It's on my website, terrydrkenner.com. The skill I just used was granting his wish in fantasy. I hear how much you don't want to use your seatbelt. I wish for your sake I could say you don't, and I'll know that you're really sad as a, or upset about about it as I'm clipping it on, and here's your little teddy to keep you company. Listen, well, uh, we're, honest, we're, I know I we're right at the end of time. If you want to hang on, I'll speak with you during the break. Uh, Terry, um, you, again, go to my website, drkenner.com, and you can see that book. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. <laughs> 